Hi, I'm Natalie Neptune. I'm currently a senior studying civil engineering. Welcome to Impact Fellowship. Hey, welcome everybody. Welcome into another great Sunday in the Lord. I am Pastor Tony Jones and I am the pastor here of Impact Fellowship. Listen, today we are observing what we call Palm Sunday. Amen. And we thank God for all of you who have tuned in. We thank God for all of you who are here right now. Listen, we're going to get right into service, but let's open up with prayer. Father, we thank you, Lord God. We thank you for who you are. And we thank you, Lord God, for meeting us right where we are, Lord God. Father, we thank you that you are the God of all flesh. And we thank you, Lord God, for the provisions that you have provided for us on this day. Lord, we don't count this thing as, as, as it just happening, Lord God, but we thank you for doing the impossible for us, Lord God. We thank you for doing all the things that we need, Lord God. And Father, if there's anything right now, Lord God, that, that, that might separate us from you, anything that is undeclared, maybe something we did, something that we said, Father, right now with a repentant heart, we ask for your forgiveness. Forgive us, Lord God, of the things that we've said. Forgive us, Lord God, of the things that we have done. And Lord God, if someone has done something to us, if someone has offended us, Lord God, Father, right now, we forgive them according to your word, Father. Father, we release them, Father, of any wrongdoing, Lord God. Father, we thank you now for moving us into a new place, into a new season in you. Father, we believe you for the impossible, Lord God. And we thank you now in advance for doing everything that we ask. Lord God, we believe you. Bless those who are coming. Bless those who are here. And Lord God, we thank you now in advance for what you're saying and doing in this season. In Jesus' name we pray. Let everybody say amen. Amen. God bless you. And as soon as you have entered it, you will find a coat tied on which no one has sat on. And here's that, that's the important part. No one has sat on this coat. Loose it and bring it. And if anyone says to you, why are you doing this? Say, the Lord has need of it. And immediately he will send it here. So they went their way and found the colt tied by the door outside on the street. And they loosed it. But some of those who stood there said to them, what are you doing loosing that colt? And they spoke to them just as Jesus had commanded. So they let them go. Then they brought the colt to Jesus and threw their clothes on it, and he sat on it. And many spread their clothes on the road, and others cut down leafy branches. Somebody say palms. They cut down leafy branches from the trees and spread them on the road. Then those who went before and those who followed cried out, saying, Hosanna, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the kingdom of our father David that comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. And Jesus went into Jerusalem and into the temple. So, so when he had looked around at all things, somebody say all things. All things. As the hour has, was already late, he went out to Bethany with the twelve. He went out to Bethany with the twelve. Hallelujah. I just want to give this message a title that reads, hallelujah, Here Comes 
the victory. Here comes the victory. Hallelujah. See, today we celebrate what we call Palm Sunday. Amen. Palm Sunday is the day of, of Jesus' victorious or triumphant entry into Jerusalem to his uh, crucifixion, death, burial, and resurrection. It's called Palm Sunday because the people of Jerusalem came out to greet Jesus as he entered the city on a donkey, fulfilling the prophecy of Zechariah that he prophesied some 500 years uh, prior to before carrying palm branches, which they either waved or laid out on the path. Palm Sunday marked the start of what is often called the Passion Week or the Holy Week, the final days of Jesus, earthly ministry, hallelujah, the beginning of the end of Jesus' work on earth. On that first Palm Sunday, the people honored Jesus verbally. The crowds that, were, that went ahead of him and those that followed shouted to the Son of God, to the Son of David, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Hallelujah. Some of the Pharisees in the crowd, watch this, said to Jesus, Teacher, you need to rebuke all of your disciples. However, Jesus said, uh, as Jesus saw that that was not the issue. But he said this. Um, he said, I, I tell you, if they keep quiet, hallelujah, the stones will cry out. Hallelujah. Sadly, the, the celebration was short-lived. The people looked for a Messiah who would rescue them politically. Somebody say politically. Politically. And from the national, and, and for, from uh, uh, one of them rescued them politically, and from uh, the national torture that they were uh, receiving from the Romans. But Jesus had come to save them spiritually. Understand, our primary need here it comes is to receive spiritual salvation from God, and not. Uh, political salvation, not cultural salvation, not economical salvation, but spiritual deliverance. Hallelujah. Watch this. Matthew says it differently. He says like this. He says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all these things will be added unto. What does that mean? In other words, God's already got you. He understands where there is uh, political strife. He understands where there is wars that are happening. And he's saying, listen, I got all of that stuff already taken care of. And while you are yet going through, here it comes, I have grace for you. While you are yet enduring, I have strength for you. But I've come for something that's greater than just uh, uh, politics. I've come for something that's greater than just economics. I come from th for things that are greater than just cultural issues. I come for your salvation. The people thought that at last God's anointed king had come, the teacher and miracle worker from Nazareth, who would cast off the Roman oppressors of Israel and establish God's true kingdom. Let me just pause here. Many times we want God to get rid of our enemies. But God is going to use your enemies to strengthen you. 
Many times we want deliverance from what we feel is uh, uh, opposite of our, ourselves. But God is going to use everything uh, that is around you to grow you, to prosper you, uh, uh, to deliver you. Hallelujah. But here we see that the people were just looking for one thing. Hallelujah. Understand this, beloved, is that God is trying to do something else. Somebody say something else. He wants to do something else other than what we are expecting him to do. See, we have this expectation of God that is limited. And because our expectations are limited, when we don't get what we are looking for, we immediately become mad or disappointed in God. Oh, I'm talking to somebody. See, they could not either, they could neither see nor understand the cross. They didn't realize that Jesus was offering them something better than freedom from the Roman oppression. He was coming to save their souls from an, an eternal uh, damnation. Hallelujah. God had, had come not to rescue uh, them from Romans. That's already in the works. But he came to save them. That's why Jesus approached Jerusalem and saw the city. And then, watch this, the scripture says that he wept over it and said this in Luke, the 19th chapter, around the 42nd verse. Watch this. Now, this is Jesus approaching uh, 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 Jerusalem. He, says, he said this, saying, if thou had known, even thou, that at least in this thy day, the things which belong unto thy peace, but now they are hid from thine eyes. What does that mean? In other words, he's like, had you already known that those things that were coming, hallelujah, is here. But now that I'm here, those things have been hidden from you because you were expecting this and I came for that. It's tragic uh, to, to see the Savior, but not recognize him for who he is. The crowds who were crying out Hosanna on Palm Sunday uh, Sunday, were crying out crucify him, not even a week later. Hallelujah. In, in the accounts of Matthew and Luke, the story of Jesus cleansing the temple comes, um, and it happens immediately after his triumphant entry into Jerusalem on the heels of the story of, of this. Watch this. But Mark says it this way in uh, the 11th chapter. We just read it in the 11th verse. He says it this way. And he entered Jerusalem and went into the temple. And when he had looked around at everything, somebody say everything. everything. As it was already late, he went out to Bethany with the 12. After all the shouting, somebody say shouting. After all the singing, the people surrounding him on all sides, here it comes, uh, proclaiming to be uh, the promised king of Israel who will reestablish the throne of David. Hallelujah. Here it comes. The, the, the triumphant entry shows us that Jesus uh, in his uh, messianic self-consciousness and who had took himself to be, he identified himself with the shepherd king that Zechariah predicted in the earlier scriptures. Jesus rides in through the eastern gate of Jerusalem into the temple area and does nothing. He does nothing. Talk about anticlimactic, okay? We got all this fanfare. 
We have all this shouting. We have all this singing. And Jesus enters into Jerusalem and does not. The expectations of the people was that Jesus was going to fuss the uh, uh, Romans out. The expectations of the people was that he was going to uh, 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 take back everything that the Romans had taken from them. He comes in, big parade. He said, like, uh-oh, here he comes. This is the one. This is the Messiah. The scripture says he does nothing. What a disappointment for those who had hailed his entry. What kind of Messiah was this? What sort of deliverer is this? In the following days, Jesus did cleanse the temple, but he didn't raise a finger against the Romans. What? In fact, he didn't even raise his voice against the Romans. Watch this. Instead, he said this in Mark, the 12th chapter, around the 17th verse. Here it comes. Somebody say, we're we're about to talk about the money. Here it comes. Now, here we know that the Romans have been taxing the people and overtaxing the people, stealing money. And this is what Jesus says to that. He says this, render to Caesar what is Caesar's. Now, wait a minute. Here we see that the Romans is, uh, is taking money. And Jesus says this, render unto Caesar what is Caesar's. In other words, if there's a tax, you got to pay it. What? That's not my expectation of you, God. That's not my expectation of you, Jesus. We need to understand that Jesus is Lord. He is under no obligation to live up to our expectations of him. Glory to God. So often, many of us seem to think of Christ doesn't that Christ doesn't fit our expectation, then we'll just reject him. Hallelujah. As the crowds did in Jerusalem, Jesus Christ is Lord and he doesn't have to fit our expectations of him. There needs to be another victorious entry. Somebody said, come on, victory. There needs to be another victorious entry that that is the entry into our hearts. Hallelujah. Don't be like the people of Jerusalem that missed the true reason of Jesus' triumphant entry. Don't honor and worship him with your mouth today and reject him because he did not do what you thought he should do to your enemies. Many times that we miss that the people that we call our enemies is actually the son of God. That's the equivalent of Aaron coming to me and saying, listen, Dad, you got to kick Austin out. Why, Aaron? Because Austin didn't give me what I thought he should have. You had to be here for that one. We often get upset with God when he don't do what we think he should do against his own people. Hallelujah. Don't honor and worship him with your mouth today and reject him. Remember, our primary need is spiritual. Somebody said, my need, my need is, spiritual. is spiritual. My primary need, my primary need is spiritual. Is spiritual. It, is it is not political. It is not cultural. It is not, cultural. It is not, economical. It is not economical. But it is spiritual deliverance. God is trying to bring that to us. 
Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these other things will be added. We're trying to get the other stuff first before we seek God. I'm going to share something with you. Um, I was into this uh, uh, this morning. I'm telling you, I was writing scriptures, uh, so I'm about to give all of them to you. God is trying to do something with us here. Jesus said this in John, the third chapter, uh, around verse three. He said, verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Verily, verily, I say unto thee, watch this, except a man be born of water and of spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. In other words, God is trying to explain to us, listen, you want these things, but you have to be born of spirit and of water. God is trying to show us the way through that, through salvation, and then through the baptism, we're able to see and now enter into the kingdom. Some of us will only take half of that. Somebody say half. Where we'll be able to see the kingdom, but we can't enter into it. God is trying to get us to a place of, of understanding. Well, how do, you, how do we get there, Pastor? Well, Romans 10 and 9 says it this way, that if thou should confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus Christ and shalt believe in thy heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Many times we want to be able to just go in without saying anything. You have to first confess with your mouth and believe in your heart. That's when salvation's doors open up for you. Because here it comes. Well, well why did Jesus come in, in the first place? Well, let's just answer that. The scripture says this in John, the 10th chapter, around the 10th verse. It says, the thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I come that I might have life and have it more abundantly. See, many times we want stuff first. Amen? We don't think it's real until there's stuff. Well, okay. Can I talk about church for a second? Some of us don't think it's real until there is a building. Somebody said traditional building. Some of us don't, don't think it's real until the stuff shows up. But God is trying to show you that he doesn't need stuff. Hallelujah. He's trying to get something to us. Well, how do we do this? Uh, um, Acts, the second chapter, around verse 38. And this is very uh, 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 familiar with all of us because we just talked about this. It says, Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. When Jesus was speaking to Nicodemus, and he said, you must be born of water and of spirit, this is what he was talking about. The enemy will have us, um, us afraid of baptism. Understand this, beloved, is that the baptism is what is important and what is needed for us today. It's not just, oh, I'm just going to go to, go to church and, and listen to Pastor Tony uh, 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 preach a, a great message. A great message. Yeah, that's when you're supposed to say amen, amen. amen. Yeah, all right, okay, I'm in the right place. Um, that's not what it's for, but it is, it is for us to complete the whole process. Salvation. Baptism. Holy Spirit. These three 
are, are what God has for us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. One more. Which one am I going to choose? Okay, watch this. Yeah. Revelations, the 22nd chapter around uh, verse 12. And behold, I come quickly and my reward is with me to give every man according to his works. It shall be. God is, is letting us know that this thing is coming to an end. Amen. And he's coming quickly. And his reward will be for those who are saved. Jesus is coming again, but there needs to be a victorious entry before that time. If you haven't accepted the Lord Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, then you need to have him make a victorious entry into your life. Hallelujah. If you have already accepted him, here comes the other side, then let him make a victorious entry in every aspect of your life. Amen. Just as the people of Jerusalem were shouting Hosanna and Jesus entered the city, but missed the meaning. <laughs> Hallelujah. I got I to gotta stop there. Sometimes we get caught up in the hype. And we miss the message. Or we miss the understanding. And that's what was happening there on this Palm Sunday. The people were all caught up in what they thought Jesus was going to do. It's like, here we come. You ain't seen nothing yet, Romans. Uh-huh, you're not taking no more of my money. Hallelujah. Watch this. Here it comes. Hosanna, blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. I didn't get what I what do you mean. That's why it was easy for them uh, less than a week later to say crucify him because they didn't understand. That's when Jesus was coming into Jerusalem. He recognized immediately that they didn't understand why he was coming. They thought he was coming for this. Somebody say small things. Small. Well, he was coming for that. The big thing. That's why we hold on to our attitudes. Because we think our attitudes can save us. That's why whenever I get angry at somebody, I immediately go to fussing them out. Because I think that my fussing will, hallelujah, get me what I want. But understand this, beloved, is that you will never get what you're looking for because you can't do it yourself. That's why we need a savior. That's why we need a, a, a deliverer. Because we can't do it ourselves. The message of the victorious entry is often understood as a lesson of contrast and application into one's own heart. I put that words together, put those words together this morning. It sounded good. I was like, that is confusing as I don't know what. <laughs> Let me say it differently. <laughs> You got to accept the Lord Jesus Christ. Point blank period. You're looking to, you're looking to have victory in areas of your life, but the, the, the areas of your life that you're looking to have victory in are the areas that you haven't surrendered to God. You're struggling with, how do I do this? You're struggling with the old man and the old woman. Hallelujah. The old man liked to fight. Beat everything up. What? You don't have my money? What? You didn't do what I asked you to do? That's the old man. That's the old woman. 
But God has come that we don't have to do those things any longer. He didn't come to conquer by force as earthly kings, but by love, grace, mercy, and the offering of himself as a sacrifice for our sin. Hallelujah. He didn't come, I, I will say that again, thank you. He didn't come to conquer by force as earthly kings do, but by love, grace, mercy, and the offering of himself as a sacrifice for our sin. God is trying to get something to us. And the first thing he's trying to get to us is himself. Last thing. He was not trying to conquer nations, but hearts, minds, and souls. His desire is to give peace that passes all understanding. He wants to give joy unspeakable and full of glory. Listen, God is trying to get something to us. But we're holding on to and waiting for other people to say it's okay. That's why in order to enter into salvation, the scripture says that ye have to first declare with your mouth and believe in your heart. It doesn't say you have to look over at, at Tyrone. You better call Tyrone. He didn't say you gotta you gotta get Tyrone's approval. He said you have to speak with your mouth and believe in your heart. But so often we want someone else to tell us it's okay to do that. Last thing. God wants to change the narrative where you're today. He doesn't want you to stay in that same place as before. But he wants to bring you out of that where you stand. Come on, stand to your feet. Hallelujah. He's not going to let this opportunity go by. The scripture said he came that we might have life and have that more abundantly. Dr. Sarah quoted a, a, a scripture earlier, John 3.16, that for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever would believe it in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. God's trying to give us life. But in order to get it, we have to first open our mouth and ask him to come into our hearts. We have to decide that we're not going to live that way any longer. It was great when the people were waving the, the palms, saying, Hosanna, blessed be the name of, of, of the Lord. It was great, but they didn't understand that he came for more than just a moment. He came to give life. He came not just to rescue them from oppression, but he wanted to open up understanding for him. 
Let's pray. Father, we thank you, Lord God. We thank you for who you are. And Father, we thank you for that you're going to meet us right where we are. So Father, if we're in the city of Philadelphia, if we're in the city of Pittsburgh, if we're in the city of Coatesville, Lord God, if we're in the country of Germany, Lord God, if we are in the country of China, if we're in the, the country of Korea, Lord God, wherever we may be, Father, we thank you for meeting us right now, right where we are. And Lord God, if there's anything that is under declared, Father. Father, I thank you right now for giving these, your people, the mind to cry out unto you. Father, you've given us the uh, 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 a way to, to follow, Lord God. And so, Father, we thank you for salvation. Yes. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord God, for salvation. Father, we, we know that some people would, would rather just, well, I'm nice, you know, and, 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 and that's a good thing, but it's not complete. You have to, you have to uh, confess with your mouth and believe in your heart. And then it's, it's time for water baptism. And then, as the scripture says, that we will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. So, Father, I thank you right now, Father, for pricking the hearts of all those who are here. I thank you for pricking the hearts of all those who are listening uh, uh, to us right now. And so, Father, we thank you in advance for what you're saying and doing for us. And we believe you, Lord God, for the impossible. In Jesus' name. Glory. Remain standing. I just want to share with you this, is that this coming Friday, we're going to have a water baptism um, right here in this place. Now, if you are watching us right now and you have not been baptized, you need to get in contact with me as soon as possible. Dr. Sarah will come, um, and she's going to give us instructions on, on how to do just that. But it is very important that we begin to fulfill those things of the scriptures. Just like Jesus was fulfilling this, the scriptures from the uh, prophet Zechariah, when they said that he would enter into the uh, a city of Jerusalem on a colt or on, on a, a donkey. What king comes in on, on a donkey? Where was the uh, uh, larger animals? But there was something about coming in, uh, in, in this place on this, on this animal. See, Christ was fulfilling the uh, scriptures. And so too must we fulfill the scriptures. Water baptism is needed for us. Amen. Come on. Sarah, let you come. And uh, you can let us know if you're here in the, in the room. Let us know. Also, you can connect with us. Email Pastor Tony at myimpactfellowship at gmail.com and let him know where you are um, and what, that you want water baptism. And we will work those arrangements out to get you what you need so you get all that Christ has for you. You can also, if you want to hear this word again, how Pastor Tony so beautifully laid out the, uh, the, uh, the triumphal entry that Jesus made into the city and then how that connects to what we need today. Hear this word again on anchor.fm and on our YouTube channel. Hear that word so that you can get all that God has for you. Amen. Amen. Again, this coming Friday, 7 o'clock, we're going to have a baptism service. And the other thing is that I want to invite everybody here to be a part of that. Um, at 7 o'clock, we're going to go at 7 o'clock. Um, 
So we need to be on time so that we can launch this uh, 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 broadcast on time so all can see. And again, if you are not baptized or have not been baptized, listen, I was baptized twice, amen? Once when I was 10, 11 years old, I didn't have an understanding of that, amen? And But once I got the understanding, I was baptized again at 19, 19 or 20, something like that. Um, well, well, why? Do you have to get baptized again? You don't have to. Well, here it comes. Now that you have the understanding of why it is that you need to be baptized, then I would encourage you to uh, be baptized again. Some, like myself, were baptized at a very young age, but didn't understand what was happening. So in other words, your life didn't change. You didn't understand what it was about. The scriptures lets, lets us know that once you go down in the water, there's a separation between the old man and the old woman uh, from where I used to be or who I used to be to who I am now. Amen? Amen. So I'm um, 7 o'clock. I invite all of those who um, that are here to please come. I know it's Good Friday, and what a better way than to be in service um, with each other for baptism service. We'll be having it here at the Cub at 7 o'clock. And then from there, we're going to go right into uh, a, a quick prayer service. Um, and then we're going to go home at the in the Olmstead uh, building. Um, but for those who are watching us right now, um, again, it is very important that you get in contact with me so that we can make arrangements. And if, it, if you are too far, then I will come to you. Glory to God. We will find water where you are and you... Um, can be baptized. So we can't use um, distance as an excuse as to not fulfilling the scriptures. Amen? Amen. Amen. Come on, it's offering time. We invite all of you to um, uh, share your offering and, and tithe uh, with us. You can um, send your, your tithe for those who are watching us online. You can send your um, tithe to dollar sign Impact Fellowship. Amen. It's right behind me. Dollar Sign Impact Fellowship, um, that is our cash app. And for those who are here on campus, um, David is holding uh, the offering basket there in the back. Please deposit your tithe and your offering into that basket. I have to say that all monies that's collected on campus stays on campus, amen? Um, that is the, the understanding and the arrangement that we have here. But that's okay because the kingdom of God has to go forth here on this campus. Can I just um, pause for a second here? Um, understand this, is that I have two ministries here. I have the ministry that's here on campus, and I have the ministry that's outside of campus. Um, the focus for us that's on campus is to be able to um, change or make an impact on campus. It is easy um, to, to do things off campus. We're already taking care of that. Okay, um, but I want to encourage um, those who are here on campus, let's begin to um, work the ministry that's here on this campus. There are some um, entities that are already um, set up that we don't have to recreate the wheel, amen? Um, there is a, a project that's here on campus for um, food insecurity. 
Um, in other words, it's a, it's a food pantry to help those students that are here. Uh, we've been part of, of a ministry in Indiana, Pennsylvania, where on that campus, uh, IUP, that our um, home church was very instrumental in developing, um, supporting that ministry. When I found out that Penn State had one here, I think it's very good that we support a ministry like that. When people think about food insecurity, they don't think about you as college students. They don't. But there's a struggle there for some. Not all, but for some. So we want to be able to be a blessing to this campus. Somebody say this campus. This campus. God is trying to get saying things to other people as well. Amen. So let's be mindful of those things as we go forward. That's what the tithe and the offering does to be able to help meet the needs of the people, of God's people. Amen. Come on. Um, let's pray. Father, we thank you, Lord God, for this day. We thank you for what you're saying and doing to us and for us, Lord God, during this season. Now may the grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, the sweet communion of the Holy Spirit rest rule and abide with each one of us now and forever. Let everybody say amen. Amen. God bless you, everyone. Have a great week in God on purpose. God bless all of you. Hi, so today's message was about Palm Sunday and basically how, you know, Jesus was riding basically on um, a mule and basically how um, people surrounding him were encouraging him and the fact that it in a sense it was kind of like a representation of like a church where you celebrate and you praise um, Jesus in a way but I thought the key factor was that it wasn't like a physical church and in the sense it kind of related to like actually my career where I do a lot of community building and how in a sense that you can tie a lot of the foundations of Jesus um, um, and how he kind of cultivate community um, community building in a way as you saw of a lot of uh, times um, he pretty much used storytelling to kind of connect people together and how usually as the people surrounding him with the palms were his sense of community members and people came to him he didn't come to people um, overall he just stayed true to his true authentic self and that's how I like to lead as a community builder is being my true authentic self yeah. <laughs>